Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're here, you want to listen to our uncensored, unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies. I almost fucked up the intro. I, there, I was just I almost, about to say. I was, was like, was, ye, 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 almost, yeah. you know, stumbled upon the, the word English is hard. You got some Parkinson's of the mouth? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Any whoozle. Before we jump into everything that we're going to talk about today, which is actually not a whole lot. But um, we do have some very exciting news to share with everyone. For those of you who don't follow um, me on social media because we haven't posted it on the Movie Nights social media yet. But, uh, Mr. Warner, the Movie Nights have just found out something pretty rad, haven't we? What was it? Don't play dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, we have very exciting news. Uh, I mean, you have more of a stake in this. So why don't you go ahead and give the good news? And by stake, I mean it's more so your baby than mine. You know, you know, I offered him to. I to I know, I know. News. All right, all right. You know, what? fuck just... you. I'll do it then. Okay, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Long hard day. No, no I'm God. just kidding. Uh, no more safe haven, which is a film we did in 2017. Yeah, late 2017. Late 2017. You know, we put it out into the film festival circuit. Uh, had some decent success. Mm-hmm. Some un- some success we weren't even expecting. Yeah, a lot of unsuccess too. Yeah, that's besides the point. You live and you learn. Well. We are going to be screening No More Safe Haven in L.A. at a theater that you can buy tickets to. It's going to be part of the box office, y'all. It's going to screen on a big-ass movie screen for a week in L.A. So that is very exciting for us, the whole Movie Nights team and everyone who is a part of it and helped contribute to it. And those of you who are new to the channel, if you scroll down a little bit, you can find it. It's It's also our most popular video on YouTube. It is, and it's also on Amazon Prime, and I prefer you watch it there because I like getting sent 75 cents a month from Amazon. (laughs) So So technically, you're still making money off of it. A little bit. A little bit. So just just go ahead and and do that if you don't mind. But yeah, whatever. We're just very thrilled for this opportunity. We want to go ahead and thank um, Forwald, which was the company that sort of reached out to us and made everything possible. And um, also, just while we're on to the topic of thanking people, thank you to the Podcast City Network for hosting us. We're very grateful to you guys. And, um, yeah, just really excited about that. And please give No More Safe Haven a watch. And as soon as information becomes available on how to buy tickets, we will obviously let you guys know. And we're going to try and hopefully get as many t- people to go out and buy as many as much tickets as possible. Because the more money we make, the more awesome the show can become. Yeah, not only the show, but, like, future short films. Because yes. we have a lot of ideas right now on the mm-hmm. table just we're, we're waiting for the hard. right time to really do all this stuff but mm-hmm. um yeah no we're just very very thankful for this opportunity and anyone who can support us in any way we're very thankful for yes. that as well yes and thank you to everyone who worked on the film as well all 10 of us 10 people yeah worked on the small small little film that's going to be on a theater it's amazing yeah it'll be a lot of fun oh yeah but um something else that i wanted to talk about kind of an update mm-hmm. um part of the movie of the week um yes. starting this week moving forward at the end of the movie, we're going to give our own grade on it. I mean, I haven't been a part of it lately because just scheduling yeah, just the way honestly, we film like, it. The, the reason you'll see only him in certain videos and only me in certain videos has nothing to do with that being a choice. It's just literally scheduling. And yeah. it just happens to be consistent with the videos that we shoot on those days. Yeah, it just happens to work that way. But at this point, moving forward, uh, movie of the week, we're going to give our own grade for the movie. And we kind of grade movies differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, well, why don't you go ahead and explain your grading system first? Uh, my grading system is I like to give movies literal grades, um, you know, a, on, on a plus or minus scale for, for, for those of you who it really matters to, but, uh, d- just because to me, um, 
giving a movie a number or stars, it doesn't really justify how you certain feel about it. Because a lot of the times, like, very rarely is there, like, a perfect film. But, like, I'll give a film an A+, and someone... But then they'll hear me say some things I had wrong with it. And it's like, but you gave her an A+. I'm like, well, bitch, a 97 out of 100 is still an A+. So that's just the way I like to do it is by giving them grades. And, Ryan, how do you like to do it? Yeah, so I like to give stars, which is funny that you just kind of yeah, shit, on it. Just shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I like to give stars. Um, and my grading system is based off something, so I just want to preface that we yeah. are not sponsored at all by this. This is just something that... Yeah, this is just something we enjoy. We thoroughly we enjoy and thoroughly we love here at Movie Nights. It's an app. It's a free app called Letterboxd. And it's basically like a social media for movie lovers. Uh, it's free to download, free to sign up. And you just add movies to your account. You rate them, review them. And their their rating system that they have on their app is the one that I use. So it goes from half a star to a full star to one and a half stars all the way to five. And that's just how I rate my movies. Um, I don't compare two movies. So like if two movies get three and a half stars, Hellboy and Con Air, um, those aren't the same rating because each movie is different. There's no two movies that are the same. So, I mean, I just kind of rate movies off that and review them on the app as well like i said we're not sponsored by them at all it's no. just something that i thoroughly love and mm -hmm. i tell everyone about it i got dalton and nick to download it yes. and we have a lot of fun we talk about it and stuff like that it is, it is a lot of fun and it's a good way to keep track of just how many movies you've seen in your lifetime yeah because it puts a number to it um but that's enough for the updates i think right yeah yeah i think so let's get right no into one it. more update oh oh okay there's a movie coming out in july called stuber oh uh, yes well guess what we got passes to see that bitch like two and a half months early. We're going to see it this Thursday, and next week you're going to get our review, the Movie Nights review for Stuber, starring Camille Nanjani and Dave Bautista, which is a really hilarious-looking comedy. I'm very yeah. excited about it. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm very very excited, looking forward to it, so it'll be a good time. Seeing oh, yeah. early screenings uh, makes me feel like I'm... Every, every so often we get one, yeah. and, I'm, and this is the earliest one we've gotten, so I'm really, really excited to see this. Yeah. They're a lot of fun to go to. The first one I went to was Detroit. That's right. We did go to Detroit. Holy That, that was the first shit, one I went that to. That was a while ago. Yeah. And then we did that and we did... And then you and Nick did Mission Impossible. And then we did Alita. Yeah, we did. And then and now this. Super, so. yeah. I, there might be one in there that I'm forgetting about, but those are the ones that I remember doing. Yeah, I've only been to two so mm -hmm. far. Yeah. But uh, let's get right into it then. And also, I'd love to point out that um, Ryan is currently kicking the table, which causes the microphone to shake. So if the audio sounds a little, you know, rickety rackety, that's what you have to think right there. I'm not. I'm not shaking the table. My foot's on it. I know, but when you move your foot. Ah, uh, fair. All right, I'll take it off. See this? Come on, dude. It's, it's the force, man. It's the force. Speaking oh, of oh, the we'll force. Get to that. No, we're not doing that. Oh, that was a segue, man. Yeah, that was, was a segue. Good. It was good, but we'll get there. We'll get Damn, there. We're not doing I, that I first. set it up. I know. I know, dude. I know. All right. Well, what do we have? First order of business. You loved Shazam. Near perfect movie, in my opinion. I like Shazam also. Well, according to The Wrap, which is a pretty reputable source, okay. the writer, Henry Gaiden, will return to write the sequel. Yes. This is an exclusive from The Wrap. The report also goes on to say that um, David F. Sandberg is expected to come back, but no talks or anything is official for that to happen. Oh, okay. It's just the studio yeah. is expecting for him to come back. But um, are you excited that the writer is going to come back on? And um, what do you think this could mean for a sh like Shazam franchise in the future? I think this is awesome news. I because in the movie they don't directly say it, but it's kind of implied 
that the first Shazam was Black Adam. Mm-hmm. And with the writer coming back, I mean, I I didn't have any problems with the script. Like I said, the only problems I really had were visual effects, and if that's your biggest problem, then yeah. it's a perfect movie in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I had some more problems with it. But this is Ryan's moment. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. So I I'm glad that he's coming back, and if they can get Dev- David F. Sandberg back, then you know them too. I think that they'll knock it out of the park again. And I saw in the credits that Dwayne Johnson was an EP on this. Mm-hmm. So it means that he's involved somehow. So yeah. hopefully that still well, I'm means... I'm sure when he signed on to play Black Adam back in like 2012 that he got some... Credit for it, yeah. for, for the character at least. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that with him being involved, and I think he actually put something out He did last like week, like a you, video. Yeah, like go. thank you for... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they start shooting it next summer. Uh, who knows or, really I, I mean, mean we're so yeah. far out yeah from he it. said that hey it should start shooting this time but they've said that since 2012 so yeah. who and knows? they're always about to shoot the flash but <laughs> i mean it's just I, I think if they can get the core team back then they'll knock it out of the park even further you know? I, I hope so i hope so because they did a good job and yeah. you know it's not a not it's never a mistake to bring back the people that made it work yeah. So if if something's working, bring them back. I mean, that's exactly. what Kevin Feige and Marvel's doing right mm-hmm. now. You know. Yep. They just got a machine going over there. So hopefully DC can join them as well, and we'll have like two powerhouses at the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. We're gonna go ahead and move on to our next story. Box office. We'll get to that. I realize uh, I missed that. I keep segueing it for I you, know. man. I know. <laughs> but we'll get there because yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. not many stories. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, this one is an exclusive from Deadline. Okay. Or it might be an exclusive. It came from Deadline. Okay. Um, Netflix is in talks to acquire the historic Hollywood Egyptian theater from American Cinematheque, who currently owns it. And (laughs) (laughs) I just find it hilarious because we were just talking recently on the show about how the whole Spielberg thing and Netflix and the DOJ and all this shit going on. Well, Netflix is just like, fuck it, let's buy a theater. And just put our shit in there. Yeah. And I think if that happens, that it, that would be amazing. Um, well, what are your just whole thoughts on this hilarious, like, what seems to be the most likely outcome to this scenario? I don't know if it was that article or another article that I read, but that theater has an auditorium named after Steven Spielberg. I read that too. That is hilarious. So I, I hope that's just Netflix, like, a big middle finger. I don't. I don't think. I think it's just coincidence. But yeah. it's it's funny. It, it's it hilarious. Funny. But yeah. no. On, on a more serious note, I'm glad that you know with all this controversy that's around this whole Oscar thing and mm-hmm. Netflix and streaming services and how their movies are eligible. I'm glad to see that Netflix is really getting on the market and they're like, all right, whatever. We'll 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 play your game. We'll yeah. play your game. We'll buy we'll buy some theaters and have mm-hmm. our own theaters and play yeah. in L. A. and New York. Or the funny uh, thing is, is Netflix puts out so much content. Like they're in debt. Now, they're, mm-hmm. like, one of the highest things on the stock market. I don't know how numbers work, but yeah. I, I know they're worth a lot. But they have a lot of debt. They're in a lot of debt, and now they're purchasing theaters, and I'm just like, all right. I mean, I guess do do what you're doing because it's working. Yeah. But, you know, that that's a whole thing. I mean, and they just announced Disney Plus for six ninety nine a month starting in November, mm-hmm. and their, the Disney stock went up by 10% or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously people are going to stick with Netflix. Cause, of course. But I think you're going to start over time, not immediately, but over time you're going to start seeing this happening with both of them. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, hey, if this is what Netflix wants to do and it's going to help abide by the Oscar rules, then 
all the power to him, honestly. And I think it's going to help him with um, monetary like reasons. Like I, I think them selling tickets will help. Yeah bring in some money towards Netflix, which I'm all about. Yeah. I'm all about the theater experience. That's true. They keep that money. Yeah, they own it. That's true. They own it. It's all theirs. Mm-hmm. So That's very true. I'm curious to see how they're going to manage it, though. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Wear some, like, old Usher clothes that have, like, the big <laughs> N on it for Netflix or whatever. Every time you open them a door, it's like, boom, like that. Oh, my God. How awesome would that be? <laughs> that would be awesome. They'd have some rad elevator music. copyrighted now because I made that noise. Right? Jesus. Uh, all right. Last story before we get into other news. Yeah. Um... Space Jam 2 is happening with LeBron James. This comes from The Hollywood Reporter, but we knew that. Yeah. But the title of the article is Why Warner Brothers Hasn't Found LeBron James' Space Jam Team Yet. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty ironic because it goes through talking about how a bunch of the NBA players have contracts with different shoe lines, and the movie has been contracted with, I believe it's Nike. And other players' contracts prevent them from being in something that's being sponsored by Nike. Of course. So they can't they literally can't find NBA players to be in the movie with LeBron because they're they're contractually obliged not to do so. Yeah. And it's this hilarious situation. But Hollywood Reporter loves doing this where they put a headline but at the bottom there's just a random sentence that should have been the headline. You're like, wait, did, did you just try to sneak that in there? Guess who's doing a complete rewrite of the movie? Who? Ryan Coogler. Is doing a complete rewrite. Wow. Of Space Jam. For those of you who don't know, Ryan Coogler wrote and directed Creed, and he also directed Black Panther and A Fruitful Station, which I haven't seen, but I've heard it's a great film. But he's a fantastic filmmaker, and um, I am very curious now that yeah. that's going to happen. But you know, I just think the whole situation is kind of funny and just puts another like dent in the whole idea of this movie even happening. What are your thoughts on the whole Space Jam scenario, and your thoughts on Ryan Coogler taking a crack at the script? This movie's been trying to be made forever. I remember when they when LeBron James first announced it and everyone was excited and the hype kind of went away. Uh, with Ryan Coogler making changes to the scripts and like I, I have full faith in it that he's going to come in and just blow the script out of the water. I hope so. If it ever gets made, that's a different story. Or if it's just going to sit on the back burner. Because I don't know what the statistics of it are but i feel like most nba players are signed with adidas and or smaller shoe lines Mm -hmm. i don't think nike is the uh the dominant shoe i mean apparently it's not if they can't find the athletes that they want yeah so i don't know i'm curious to see who they want to get in the movie though like that's really yeah, and, and, and also I, I want Nick to get on, in on this because he's huge in advertising and Anthony mm-hmm. as well because Anthony loves marketing. So I, we might have to ask them about this and try to get them on the show soon. Yeah, We're trying to get a lot more of the movie nights to come on the show because they exist. We're just trying to you know get them. Yeah, okay. It's just us. Well, and Nick. I guess he showed up in a video. He did. Nick he, he showed, showed up in up. yesterday's video. Yeah, and he did a great job. Yeah. Um, now we're going to do the box office because I forgot to do it first. It happens, man. We're not all perfect. No, nobody is. Anyways. Shout out to Hannah Montana. Oh my god, that took me a minute. <laughs> man, you gotta be quicker than that if you're gonna Jesus be Christ. here with me. Take it away, Dalton. Hello everyone, and welcome to another <laughs> episode of the... Alright, quick story. Uh, for one of the episodes back when we were just audio, um... I start, like, Nick and Ryan were just roasting me right before I clicked play. And right when I clicked play, I just had my head on my hand, and I was like, 
Hello everyone and welcome to another episode. I did like the voice, but like clearly my body language didn't match and they just lost their minds right at the beginning. And you can find, I don't know which episode it is, but whatever episodes that start with me doing that and then them just laughing, that's the episode. We're laughing at his body language and it was so funny. Alright, anyway, box office. Yes, yes. Any, alright, I'll I'll give you, okay, um, there were four movies. Hellboy. Four movies that opened. Hellboy. There were four movies that opened. Do you want me to tell you what the movies were, or do you just want to guess the top five? Yeah, just go ahead and tell me the movies, and then I'll guess the top five. Hellboy, Missing Link, Little. Oh, that's right, Missing Link. Little, and After. I don't even know what After is, but I remember previews for Little. Yeah, the only reason I know After is uh, because of Joanna. Oh, she okay. She's been following that project for a long time. Gotcha, gotcha. But, oh, I think I heard you guys talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's actually seeing it tonight, funny oh, enough. Cool. But that's not the that's not why we're here. Um, so top five, I'm gonna guess Shazam still is in first place because I don't think Hellboy and or um, Missing Link had a big enough opening weekend to trump that. Okay. So I'm gonna stick with Shazam at number one. Okay. I'm gonna say Missing Link at number two. Okay. Hmm. What were the other ones that opened up? It was Hellboy, Missing Link, Little, After, and After. Little. So, Little at number three. Okay. I'll say Hellboy at four. Okay. And then Dumbo at five. All right. Well, you got two of them right. Shazam and one and Dumbo's in five. Okay. Number two was Little. Really? Yes. Okay. Number three was Hellboy. Number four was Pet Cemetery. Wow. Pet Cemetery took a sixty percent drop though. Oof. How much? Uh made nine million. Dumbo came in with another nine. Shazam made another twenty four. It only dropped fifty four percent from the first weekend, which is pretty good. Yeah. Little opened to fifteen on a twenty million dollar budget. So they're they're chilling, man. Yeah. They're 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 fine. What's what was missing Link at? Nine, really? Because I know that was getting great reviews. Open, At least everything I was open reading. to five million dollars. The budget's not listed, but you know it's expensive because it's claymation. Yeah, but like Leica always struggled, man. Kubo struggled. The, it, the yeah. sh- I'm really worried that that studio is going to shut down. But it's such a fantastic movie studio, hmm. which we still have to see Missing Link. But yeah, uh, Kubo is a great film. If those you've never seen Kubo and the Two Strings, yeah. Um. Hellboy was made for $50 million. How much money did it make its opening weekend? Tell me. I want you to tell oh, me. that I can tell you because I was following that so closely. $12 million and $15,000. But oh, close enough. Damn. But yeah, $12 million, Um, And I don't think it's going to have a good a good drop. Not at all. And that is... I live for it, man. All I right. mean, it sucks that it's not going to make its money back. Yeah. But... I mean, it's kind of inside jokes, but I think that movie was fantastic compared to... Let's move into our Hellboy review, shall we? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Just fucking go. I... uh, Boy, where do I start with this masterpiece? Um... I, I okay. I didn't think the movie was that bad. It's it's not perfect. It definitely has its problems, and it's very obvious what its problems are. But 
I thought it was just fun. Like, it's just a fun movie. And it's definitely... It, it doesn't compare to the Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman ones at all. And they weren't going for that, which I was kind of happy about. They, they took a different tone, I felt like. But it was just fun. The action was okay. I, it didn't blow me... It, it didn't blow my socks off. Um, the last scene was probably the best scene in the whole movie for reasons unknown. <laughs> um, no, I, I just thought it was a fun movie. It had different elements that I really wasn't expecting, but as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, all right, this is something I could support. And if you know anything about me, then, and if you've seen the movie, then you know what I'm talking about, but I don't want to get into it because it did just come out. So if you guys want to see it, I won't spoil it. Dalton. Them and I, what army? Huh? Them and what army going to see this movie? <laughs> right? So uh, you, you look like you have some stuff you want to say. Go ahead and uh, let it out, man. Let it out. Film is subjective. He's going to give it an A+, plus, I can already tell you. By the way, I gave, I, I gave this movie three and a half stars. Film is subjective. This movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I would rather crawl through glass than watch this movie again. I'm just the reason why Ryan likes the last scene is because it plays a Motley Crue fucking song. And before, when we were going to the movies, we were talking about '80s music, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, if you've seen The Dirt, then you just know Motley Crue's the greatest band of all time." And it's something I've been saying ever since I watched The Dirt like two or three weeks ago. Because he's a douchebag. But um, no, it's just, it's just funny that Motley Crue came on in the last scene, and I was like, "Yep, like, this movie the, just the, the, sound, the soundtrack. The soundtrack was all over the place, like for no reason. Like Psycho by Mew showed up, and I was like, all right, this is a great song, but what the fuck is it doing?' Oh, it had great music, but it it, it had no reason. Fit. not at all. And and here's the thing: this movie was very poorly constructed, horrifically horrible editing and action sequences, awful acting except for David Harbor. David Harbor did really well. The movie got a D minus from me because of David Harbor. Saved it from an F. <laughs> uh, a lot of the visual effects sucked. The pra- some of the practical makeup was okay. Um, positives, positives, positives. You said David Arbor. Yeah, in the makeup. Um, Ian McShane. No, I hated him. Really? Yeah, he sucked in the movie. Fair. Film subjective, but even if your opinion's wrong. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all I liked was David Harbour in the makeup. Yeah. Um, I hated so much in this movie. Like I said, this, oh my god, the script... Nothing happens. Like, like there is n- n- an attempt at build-up to something that never happens. Yeah, there's a lot of build-up. But even then, the build-up was done poorly. It's not like the build-up was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was just a blubbering mess. And, and, and literally, things contradict themselves back-to-back. Back. You can tell it's a movie that was heavily rewritten. And... Or heavily edited, both. All of the above, everything. I imagine that everything that could go wrong in this movie went wrong. Mm-hmm. I hope that this movie didn't have a smooth production. Just because that would be really unfortunate if everything went great and the movie turned out this shitty. It's, it sucks. In my oh. opinion, it sucks. And uh, I did not have a good time. Hellboy 2, The Ruby Army. I can see it now. I don't know. I was trying to think of another word for golden. Like, not golden, but like another element or whatever. 
Anyways, no, but it, I, another negative I will I will say is that they had to travel a lot. Whenever they had to travel, they didn't explain it. They just knocked Hellboy out, and he woke up there. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, hey, we have to go here to accomplish this. Like, it didn't even spoon-feed you. Mm-hmm. It's just like, he's getting knocked out, and we're going to end up over there. I'm not going to tell you. A lot of expository dialogue. Yeah. A lot of stuff that didn't make any sense script-wise, narrative-wise, dialogue-wise. Yeah. It just... I, I, I did not enjoy myself. I mean, I always love going to the theater. I didn't yeah. enjoy the movie. I hate, I hate whenever someone takes me to the movies, like like a, a like a family, like a family friend, or like going to like my girlfriend's family or something, and we go to the movies because they ask me what I thought about it, and if I hate the movie, I'll tell them I hate the movie, and yeah. they automatically assume that that means that I I didn't have a good time on the trip. Not the case. I love going to the movie theater. Very rarely will I have a bad time. I just like. Talking about movies, and if I hate yeah. the movie, I happen to hate the movie. I don't but, know why. I felt like bringing that up. But, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense, because, I mean, people automatically think that that's you having a bad time. Yeah. And it's Which not. not. I mean, it's just no. you didn't enjoy what you watched. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I even enjoy movies like that is because we don't know the problems that they had, and yeah. they did a much better job than you or I could do on it. No. And I have so much respect, even for bad movies. I literally texted Hannah. I can bring up the text on my phone. Mm -hmm. And said, when she asked me about Hellboy, I literally texted her. I never say this about any movie I dislike. But I walked out of the theater genuinely thinking that I could have made a better film. Wow. That's how much I disliked this movie. Yeah. And and it got a D minus. If I ever gave a movie an F, just, oh my god. I, I have not given out an F since 2016. What was that? Or 17. Suicide Squad? No. It was 16 or 17. It was the Purge election year. Okay. God, that movie sucks. Oh, I, I don't even get me started on that movie. Hmm. But but yeah. All right, let's move on to our final thing, yeah. which I'm very excited to talk about. A little thing called Star Wars Celebrations going on, mm-hmm. and they dropped a teaser trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, and <clears throat> holy shit, dude. Roll it again. Roll it again. <laughs> Roll it again and do it. It looks awesome. The movie looks fucking awesome. It was a great trailer. Yeah. Great trailer. Kind of gave everything that you needed to see in it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, within the trailer, you find out that Emperor Palpatine is returning in some fashion. But um, obviously, a lot of speculation led to what's going on. And I have a theory. And it's a theory that's gained a lot of traction. Obviously, not like me. But a lot of people have been sharing this theory and I promise that I came up with it, saw it, and that's all that many people were looking at it. I didn't, if I, if I take the theory, I always credit where I took it. I did, I did not take this theory. This is just what I came up with. Are you ready for my theory, Ryan? Shoot, man. A lot of people are thinking that the rise of Skywalker could mean many things. Some people think it could be talking about Kylo, maybe Redemption Arc, which I hope they don't. Um, Luke coming back to life. Somehow Anakin Skywalker returning. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Here's what I think it is. The last movie, The Last Jedi, it's, it's that title, I think, actually means something. I think that The Last Jedi literally means just that. That there's not going to be Jedi anymore. The Sith are already gone. I think that there's going to, by the end of the movie, there's going to be a term for all Force users. They're going to realize that the mistake of their ways was separating them into light and dark side. And that you need to learn how to control the light and dark side of you into one being and be a Force user. And I think they're going to call the new generation of Force users Skywalkers. As like a thank you to Luke and, you know, every Skywalker, basically. Um, and part of, part of the reason I think that is because I think that narratively it's sort of going in that direction. Mm-hmm. 
And also, I think um, when you look back at the old, uh, old, old original drafts that George Lucas wrote for Star Wars, guess what the uh, original Force users were called, Ryan? The Jedi? No. They were called Skywalkers. Hmm. But, um, and, and they, the new trilogy has loved referencing, or I should say the new movies have loved referencing George Lucas's original ideas, like Starkiller Base. Luke's original name was Luke Starkiller. Um, and in Rogue One, the Donnie Yen's character said he was a guardian of the wills, and that was also another early name for the Jedi early on. Mm-hmm. So they like doing that. Not only does that pay tremendous respect to George Lucas, but it also is kind of like a, a bow on what they're calling the Skywalker saga, of how the Skywalker goes from being a name to a legend, to a whole generation of Force users. Now, I could be completely fucking wrong about this. Yeah. This is just a theory that I have and that I am subscribing to, that I think that's what's going to happen. W- what are your thoughts? Anakin shows up, and he hates the sand even more the second time around. Um, no, I mean, I just... Oh my God. I'm not a big fan of speculation, at yeah. least this far out, because we just got the first look, the first trailer. It doesn't come out till Christmas. So, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of, um, of myself coming up with speculations, but I do like reading about it and hearing about it, and I yeah. know we've had several discussions about it since it mm-hmm. came out. But speaking strictly on the trailer, oh my fuck fucking god did that look good yeah you know seeing ray flip over the tie fighter was gave me instant chills Mm -hmm. um but after after the last jedi it it split the star wars fandom into two yeah you either loved it or you hated it and it was it star wars fandom became very toxic Mm -hmm. which i'm not a fan it was always always kind of toxic where that like fueled the fire yeah and And i'm not a big fan of it i mean just enjoy the movie I personally or didn't. Don't. Yeah. And definitely don't attack anyone yeah. about the movie. No. Love the movie or hate the movie based on the movie. I didn't like the movie personally. I thought it was good for what it was, but not not in the saga. Mm. I, I don't I don't like it in that saga. But I think after watching this trailer and hopefully this movie just kind of brings everyone back together and kind of like stitches the pieces back together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to be perfect, sure. I mean, there's still going to be people who don't like it, and that's fine. But I just really hope that this is something that everyone's like, all right, we kind of freaked out a little bit over The Last Jedi. Yeah. And- like, you hope that it just divides the... Fi- I'm not divided, Jesus. Brings back things yeah. together, yeah. And, th- and that's what I want, because I'm not a big fan of, like, toxicity. Yeah, people yeah. just need to love it or hate mm-hmm. it based on the movie alone. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's all the time we got, dude. We did yeah. it. That was quick. That felt quick. Gnarly. No. You you like to add the the unnecessary. Gnarly knights stuff like that. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and sign off. Um, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google, we thank you. But we also encourage you to subscribe to the Movie Nights YouTube channel and watch the podcast and other content that you're gonna get every single week day. Please watch No More Safe Haven if you haven't yet. Um, and to all of the listeners on YouTube, thank you and keep watching. And we ask that you please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Facebook at movie nights and Instagram and Twitter at night underscore movie. Anything else you got to add? Thank you. Good night. We'll be here all week. No, but it's a lot of fun putting out daily content Monday through Friday. So definitely guys check that out. We, we definitely have a lot of fun going through the process oh, of yeah. 
you know, pre-planning it, mm-hmm. filming it, and it, it's it's a lot of fun for ourselves watching what we did, and it's yeah. even better seeing that you guys watch it as well and getting any mm-hmm. feedback that we can get. Like, we, we absolutely love that. So if you could just, like, let us know, whether it's in the comments of the videos or tweeting at us or yeah. Facebook or whatever, just let us know how we're doing, what we can improve on, because, you know, we're taking this day by day like you guys. Yeah. Oh, I, before we go, we should announce the next movie of the week. Take it away. The next movie of the week is going to be Brian De Palma's The Untouchables. And I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I know usually we try to help, but I love this movie so much, and I really, really just want to watch it. And um, basically, sorry if it's nowhere streaming, but hopefully if you haven't watched it and you watch our video, it inspires you to go seek it out because it's a great film. So The Untouchables is going to be the next movie of the week. And um, thank you guys so much for watching, and we hope to see you soon.